0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Women Talk Construction podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-typical careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host, Angela Gardner. Thanks for joining us today. So today we have a friend of mine who's a new friend. We um when we met we instantly became friends and it was i think i don't know if it was our spirits or just the the power of positivity we both are very upbeat positive people and we just clicked really quickly and i think a lot of her she's amazing the things that she's done in her industry and her background are just unbelievable and the relationships that she's made all over the country and all over the world I just love listening to her talk about all the people that she's met and what she's been able to do and talk about an impactor. Yeah. She is a great impactor and we are still trying to figure out ways to make the world a better place. Right. And take care of ourselves at the same time and just, you know, make the construction world, a place that everybody wants to come and join us and be uh, you know, building things together. What better reward is there? So, I'm going to pass it over to Angela, and she's going to talk about your bio, which is what seven or eight pages long. <laughs> um, no, it's not quite that long.
1: Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. That's I'm I'm blushing. I'm so flattered to to have um, someone like you say all those nice things about me because it, I just reflect it all back onto you. I feel the same way about you, and I'm so glad. To have met you and have you influencing my life in a very Aww. positive way.
0: Oh, that's how I feel about you.
2: That's sweet. Aww. That is nice. And I'm looking forward to meeting you,
1: Angela. Too. <laughs> Drag you into the positivity fest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I get to introduce you and, and talk a little bit more about you, and then we get to let you tell us about yourself. So, this is Chris Kempner, and she is founder of Peconic Solutions, a New York State certified woman owned business enterprise involved in economic development, project development, management, funding incentives, and optimization strategies for various civic, nonprofit, and private clients. And so now we have Chris. <laughs> Thank
1: you, Ansa. <laughs> the first
2: question we always like to ask our guests is How did you get into this industry? So share with us about that, your journey.
1: Yes, and a journey it has been. And Thank you so much, um, both of you, for having me on the show. I think it's a, just really a fun show, and I've, I've enjoyed listening to the different um, speakers, and they sort of cover all different aspects of, of the industry. So my uh, introduction to construction was actually through Public Works Projects. And uh, you know, building publicly funded, largely publicly funded projects. Um, some were all publicly funded, like public infrastructure, and other was public-private partnerships to incentivize different kinds of developments: hotels, um, theaters, historic buildings. So given that the funding for public government is so wide and diverse, um, some of the, the projects that I worked on range from installing a fish passage and uh, to rehabbing a rail spur. So mm-hmm. I would basically work with the town engineer, and then we would fund different projects that we needed to get done in the town. And through that, I've just learned a whole bunch of different projects in construction, like I said, taking out, <laughs> taking out a dam and putting in um, rocks for for fish to go up is is very unique. Where was that located? It's in the park in downtown Riverhead and it's right on the border of the town of Riverhead and the town of Southampton. so there was a lot of different jurisdictional issues and the, the mm. DEC permits were involved and um, it was to open up the ecosystem so it's so funny because as soon as we started running the water down the rocks the fish started swimming up And then the seals came in right behind (gasps) them. So it opens up, and then the birds were circling over the waters that had been opened up. So you just see immediately the results of opening up the ecosystem. And it's so funny because they just released a seal. This was about I don't know, fifteen years ago we did that project, but. Um, they just re- found a seal on the, the traffic circle in the downtown <laughs> riverhead because it had eaten all the fish and it was like laying on the, was laying on the asphalt. He was fine. <laughs> so full. they just released him into the ocean this week. And I thought, you know, I text I texted the town engineer and I said, Are you luring unsuspecting seals into the traffic <laughs> circle? <laughs> how cool is that so yeah and then um I also ran a home improvement program so I was in a lot of uh, homes in the area and that was really rewarding because that was um for people with low income you know uh the they had to meet certain uh, criteria. So people who own homes sometimes don't have the money to maintain them. So it was really nice to be able to come in, especially with elderly people or, you know, somebody who had inherited like an older house, we could come in and help them remediate or fix the the, uh, the um, heating systems and replace pipes and all that sort of thing. So that was an, another aspect of of the job that was also very interesting and
0: Oh, rewarding. I bet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was was a lot of uh, interesting times. So I have a question for you that I think the audience would love to hear the answer to. I know you have a law degree. Yes. And (laughs) you were a lawyer at one time. So what made you decide that you wanted to pivot your career? And for the younger generation, was it okay for you to pivot your career? Like let them know you know what your mindset was about it and and the fact that you didn't stay on the track that you started on was okay. That's
1: interesting. So now for me I went back to law school after I had worked for about 10 years and I had gone to school originally at Cornell University for policy analysis. So I was always interested in government, government programs, assistance to, you know, different populations and um so I, I went for uh, policy analysis, and then I went out into the nonprofit world. And when I was in nonprofits, I realized all nonprofits have a common thread—they need to raise funding. So then I decided I was going to get the skill set to be, you know, a development person, and and I loved that. I was in uh, real estate. I worked for a big commercial firm, and when I was relocating to Hawaii, I decided to go to law school so that I could acclimate into the community because it's a small you know Hawaii is an international city but it's actually like a small island town and everyone kind of knows each other and I knew that so I wanted to find a way to to really get involved in the community in a deep uh, relationship wise and I went to law school and those people were some of my best friends I loved law school I loved the government policy making aspect to it and I came out. I worked at a great firm, Kate Shetty. It was a, a white shoe firm from, from uh, Honolulu. It's, it's been around for quite a long time. And I was writing commercial leases, and I was doing the the type of work in the the law work in the areas I had worked in. But I really enjoyed being out, meeting people, and putting projects together, and, and making introductions, and making something happen for for. Uh, An entity. So I decided to go back into government. I took a job with the Hawaii Community Development Authority as uh, the asset management person. So I managed a 50 acre waterfront park. I had senior housing. I had parking lots. It was great. It was a wonderful job. And I really enjoyed working in government programs again. So that's basically how I went back into sort of the public sector from rather from. Taking a, a legal job, I took sort of a project management job. So my my law skills always come in handy. And I do a lot of business consulting and business advising. So it's very easy for me to go through like a box of papers and write a summary or a proposal. So I, I use the skills. I just don't technically lawyer.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think that's really cool. I think it's really good to know that I don't know that you ever go wrong by learning more about government policy about lo- the laws, about being able to read a contract properly. Um, I think it's really cool that you you found a way to use your gifts and still be able to do the things that you like to do, which is be around people. And I think it's really important for our, the next generation to understand that, you know, whatever you go to college for, you can mold to be what you want it to be. You don't have to do what, you know, everybody thinks that particular role has to be. You didn't have to sit in a law firm. Um, For the rest of your life to be a lawyer, if that wasn't what you were looking for, you could use your skills to do something else. I love that. And that you wound up in a construction industry and started a project where fish could swim (laughs) another direction and start a new ecosystem and now there's seals in the town (laughs) <laughs> um, that's pretty stinking cool. I'm just saying. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yes, for sure. That And that's what's fun, too, about this industry. So we're going to take a real quick break for a sponsor and we'll be right back. Hi, don't forget WomenTalkConstruction.com has a forum of community where we all get together and talk about what's going on in our lives. We have workforce development opportunities, scholarships available. We also have jobs, whether you need a job or whether you want a job filled. That's the place to be. Our network of amazing people are there to help make connections. Okay, so Chris, I really want to know,
2: it sounds like you've had a wonderful journey, but I want to know if you've had any challenges during that journey.
1: Challenges are always uh, available. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good word. (laughs) And I guess um, it's how you meet those challenges. So, um, you know, you you move through different situations and you feel like it may be challenging at the the time and then you solve it and then it gives you a new skill set too. So next time you get in that situation or even better yet, before you get in a challenging situation, you can move away from it. I think, you know, balancing work and life Sometimes can be challenging and it's very important that, you know, you have a a sort of a broad spectrum and in your life so that you're not too focused on one particular outcome, because that's where the challenges really become, you know, more challenging, right? Is you sort of have to evolve with the solution and see what the best like new situation is, basically.
0: I know you're in Long Island, but do you find yourself Uh, being one of the only females in a role like you're in? It's interesting. I feel like the skill set that
1: I bring is, um, you know, is solution oriented. So right now I'm working on another rail spur project, which I love because I love the railroad. And I, I had when I I was working. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was working in uh, the town of Riverhead, because we were looking at rehabbing the rail spur and we have a lot of industrial property there. I had done a lot of work with the New York Metropolitan Transit Council and working on their freight work group. And uh, it was about the movement of goods on Long Island. So the aspect of planning and construction that I'm in, I tend to uh, also touch with like a lot of government people and planning people, which tend to be you know, more women involved. Oh, uh, I love good. working with engineers. Uh, my father was an engineer, and I think my brain sort of like responds to mechanics and and you know uh, building things. So I enjoy working with engineers, and engineers tend to be more male oriented. So I think it depends on what aspect of the construction business. You know, the the guys who are out there, the actual builders, the general contractors. I I work well with those guys because I don't have those skills. You know, I I don't inspect the tags necessarily or inspect you know the wiring. But working with the actual builders and that sort of thing, my mind works one way, so I can ask some questions, and their mind works another way. So I think there's a, again a balance, and you know, um, you bring different skill sets to to
0: jobs, and you know, you bring your experience too. So. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the administrative, the asset part, the finances. There are a lot more females in that role. So, I, but I wondered, you do have a very unique perspective just because of your background and, you know, your engineering background as well. So I just wondered if there was a lot of rooms where you might be the only female, but it doesn't sound like it.
1: Yeah, not as much as someone who is wearing a hard hat every day you know, so even with DOT, when you're working on construction projects, the the contractors tend to be male, you know, and it's interesting because there's a lot of times there's diversity requirements with public funding. So you, you see how women are encouraged to be in construction business because, you know, the the firms need someone on the job site, you know, to to meet certain requirements. So they'll hire, you know, those individuals to meet the requirements and not have to figure out a new situation. And yeah, those positions, I I do see that I don't really have to work in that environment. So I, I couldn't really speak to the actual day-to-day challenges on that sort of front.
0: I was just sitting here thinking, um, I know you're a women business enterprise. And just so some of these smaller businesses understand how important that is, do you mind explaining how that's helped your business grow or maintain Great or question. You know, what does that look yes. like?
1: Okay. Yeah. Now this is very interesting because I came from public works spending. So I would have to find MWBE businesses. And, you know, particularly when you come to like a construction job or like a fish passage, we had, you know, we're putting boulders into, you know, a, a a stream And there's, you know, there's the boulder guy.
2: Yeah. So there's no boulder girl.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes there is the boulder girl. And she was usually born into the boulder family. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a problem, right? Because that's exactly what the WBE, the MWBE requirements are for is to help people get into these contracts that they might not get that have been going on and you know word of mouth and that sort of thing they don't even know the bid is out so one part of what I was do when I was spending, uh, spending public funds is you'd have to notify a lot of MWBE businesses that the bid is going out and publish in you know contract reporter and that sort of thing so I understood it from, you know, the the buyer side and then when I went out on my own as a consultant, I understood it from the supplier side because here I am with clients that I'm getting the public funding for and they have a WBE requirement in in spending that money. So I'd like to be, you know, uh since I am a 100% women-owned and I'm a sole proprietor, I'd like to get those leads. So I filed on it New York State has a whole a very Step by step instructions on online about how to go through the MWBE registration process. And it, it's a little bit like doing your taxes. You know, you gotta just, you gotta yeah. just find all the documents, <laughs> upload all the documents and, and, uh, it's, you know, put it in. It does take the state some time to review and then some things will bounce back and you have to replace those. And it's a process that is. Is worth going through. Um, I get so many leads from bid opportunities, you know, just from being in the system uh, that I really can't even keep up with them. But if, if for if you want to um, generate business, there's a huge uh, leg up that you have having any designation as an MWB, a disadvantaged business. I think it's very important that if you have the qualifications to get those certifications go through, go through the process. And if the process is confusing, there are consultants to help, you know, and people who there's even publicly funded small business development corporations. Most states have those through the university system. They'll help you go through the process. And then they'll also introduce you to other publicly funded programs to help your business grow. And it it just helps having some kind of structure, especially if you're uh, smaller, you work for yourself or you're growing your business. It could be very important
0: yeah do you ever work with the Small Business Development Council? That's who I've met recently we We've met a lot of people in that sector um, that are yes. helping like they literally step by step guide them on what certification means, which designation absolutely yeah.
1: yes and and when I worked for Stonebrook University and the Calverton Incubator, we worked very closely with the the Small Business Development Corporation nice. because we had small businesses, we would do, you know, seminars, and you you see how hungry small businesses and start new businesses are for this information. So it's a great service. And that's a great thing to mention, because not everybody knows that it's available and how good they are. It's free.
0: That's a counseling service provided by the state. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yes, and the
1: state ranks that by how many businesses you actually help. So they're really motivated to, you know, fund to get as many businesses on track and going so that they can report those numbers to the state.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm like mentors for a business, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they only, they don't just talk about certification either. They talk about, you know, they'll help you with your website. They'll, they have two different sides of that program where they can really help you get your business up and going if you don't have a lot of knowledge.
1: Yes. And and there's a lot of resources. New York State has a very good uh, website website. For what kind of certification they go, they put you through a quiz and then nice. it leads
0: you to all the agencies. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't seen that.
1: Yeah, it's I. Um, I I'll find the link for you. It's called. Um, it's like it, it's a small business site, and it's very nice because you fill out what your your services are, what you're doing, and then it'll show you which agencies have uh, any kind of regulatory, you know, uh, jurisdiction over your yeah. particular business, and then I'll show you what you need to do. That's good. So you can really just go from zero to a full
0: fledged company through online. We can add it to the forum, to the forum. Yeah. So that that all the people in there can start helping themselves if they want to get certified, you know, just just to investigate, even if you're not in New York, if you see um, a link that helps you, if you find a tool that helps you understand things it'll just make it easier for you in another state. So I think that's a yeah, great idea. Yeah, most
1: states really want to encourage small business. So they they try to make it as easy as possible for people to get the, the public resources that are out there. And a really, another really excellent resource that we have here on Long Island is um, the public library system. We have a business center and they oh, have a nice. great program, a lot of information, marketing, getting your website up. And then they also have um, access to ton of databases. So just by joining the library, you can do research and run reports and do marketing, you know, things that when you're a small business, you can't necessarily join every service. So this is a great resource to have um, just through a public library access to all, all kinds of business databases and support.
0: Now, is that just in New York or is that any kind? That's in New York. It's
1: at the, that's the Miller okay. Business Center, which is at a, a library. How Vermont. awesome is that? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, that is very nice. So helpful. We have some really great resources on Long Island and New York for small businesses. It's mm. really been a focus.
0: I love that. I'm going to be happy to tell people about that too. Yeah, so I was looking at Start a Business in New
1: York State, and it's uh, on www.newyork.gov. And then uh, it's under services and Start Business New York State. And then it walks you through a whole um, questionnaire and how to form an entity insurance get support you know other related resources really how
0: awesome is that yeah that's great well thank you for sharing that that is um knowledge that that a lot of people don't even think about right when they start their business they don't even know that getting certified for any reason is important a lot of the people that we've met Angela true yeah I agree yeah that's cool So my next question
2: would be, um, as I get to know Chris better, is what advice would you give to the younger generation entering the industry?
1: Well, I would say follow what you love to do, you know, so that you're not, uh, you don't feel like you're going to a job. You know, you really want to be passionate about what you do. And, And everybody has, there's different aspects to every project, you know, so In something like construction, you could be in design, engineering, architecture, you could be a supplier, you could be electrician, you know, you could, there's so many different industries that affect the housing market. I'm very interested right now in uh, housing systems. So for young people, I think what is really interesting is the way technology is changing the construction industry. And um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with smart houses and, you know, just advances, robotics, advances in housing systems, you know, Mm -hmm. more efficiency in these pre-made systems that are so interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's really so many different ways, you know, you could you could attack any industry. So, um, you know, just keep your mind open and I think stay at the forefront of, you always kind of want to be a little bit at the bleeding edge of your industry because it takes a while for these things to develop, you know, right. and, and you can see how it commercializes. There's always going to be lumber, you know, like everyone's yes. always going to love lumber. There's yes. always, True. And then, uh, but then there's different ways of, um, attacking the industry with technology. So technology just seems to, to be leapfrogging and, and, uh, is, probably a good bet for any young person in any area.
2: Well, it sounds like you're basically saying is enjoy what you do, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Enjoy what you do and you won't you won't really be working. You'll, be, right. uh, you'll be just living your life and learning It'll new things. It'll seem like fun. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. Seem like
0: fun. Well, it is fun. So I have one last question for you. It's going to be a fun question. You also teach some classes about light. <laughs> Can you tell us just a little bit about that? I thought that was very I'm interesting. Curious.
1: Well, I I'm, it's more of a hobby. Uh, but you have a lot of
0: knowledge. So I think. Yeah, you-
1: yeah, I take it very seriously. So there's a, you know, a lot of information uh, about sort of where the crossover between science and vibration and positive thinking and uh, sort of, you know, using using your positivity to affect outcomes. So, yes. um, too. yes, yes. I'm very interested in, in how important, uh, your, the light you bring into any situation, how important that is and impacting the world and, and, uh, the people around you. So there's like a little meme that's out where it shows, uh, you know, gray people and yellow people, <laughs> And it shows that one, you know, brightly lit person in a crowd of gray will affect sort of vibrationally all the people around them and bring, you know, some color to the life around them. And that's very important right now in mm-hmm. the world is to really feel empowered that you can bring something to any situation and make it positive and, and yes. provide a positive income. And I think that's, that's a very important for young people is knowing that, that They have effect on the world, and they Mm -hmm. control, you know, the impact that they have on the world. So if if you can bring positivity, which is free, it's going to make you, you know, have a better day. It's going to make people around you have a
0: a better day. And and grateful people are happy. (laughs) They
1: are. That is so true.
0: I love that. I love that. And and it's so obvious when I first met you that um, you light up a room. So I was it's about to say, I think she brought
1: light to this conversation,
0: yes, right, Christy? Yes, we, yeah, I can't wait to
2: get
1: in a room with all you guys. We'll be like little <laughs> fireflies. We'll just be like light, not the- <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah,
0: yes, I love fireflies. I do too. What a great conversation. I wish we had a little bit more time. Uh, yeah, so fun. I do want to mention that. Chris has also been involved in a lot of community engagement. And I think, I don't know any woman that we've had on so far or that even we have uh, scheduled to be on the show. I think every single one of them is involved in a charity servantship type role of some sort. And I do love that about what women do. You know, we were created to nurture and I love that we're, we're taking our skills and our mindset and our wisdom and we're actually making a difference in kids lives and you know just in the lives of people around us so I just want to mention that I know that you've done that for many number of years Chris just from knowing what we've talked about and maybe we'll have you back on again and hear about the nonprofits that you are involved in I would love to yes I'd love to share that with the with the world too if you great. want to come back great. on again someday we really appreciate you <laughs> thank yes, you we so do. much
1: thank you this is so much fun and uh i i love listening to to your conversations Yay. and and great. i really feel you know like i'm taking away some something really uh very nice today so thank you thank awesome. you for giving thank me thank
0: you that. awesome have a great day today and it was great to meet you, you too. very nice meeting <laughs> thanks again Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction Podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.